0: Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider, and you can hear this complete conversation as well as recent shows featuring guests discussing new cases of the troubling cattle mutilation phenomenon, worrisome instances of clandestine CIA torture, and the evidence that the lost city of Atlantis may have really once existed. Check out these programs and many other fascinating episodes waiting for you in the Coast to Coast Archive by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. You're going to hear an amazing story. Dina Miriam founded the Global Peace Initiative of Women back in 2002. Now that's an organization chaired by a multi-faith group of women spiritual leaders. She is a longtime student of the great text of the Vedic tradition. And Dina has a master's degree in sacred literature from Columbia University, specializing in the Vedas and the bhava gavita. And uh, here she is with her book called My Journey Through Time. It's an amazing story, Dina, and welcome to the program.
1: Good morning. I'm happy to be here.
0: This, uh, this is going to be intriguing. Now, what part of the country? Where are you right now?
1: I'm in New York. I'm in New York. <laughs> so I've
0: I've got you up really late, don't I?
1: Or early, however That's you right. look at
0: it. <laughs> All right. You you are you chipper, and you're up for a couple hours here.
1: Oh yes, I am.
0: Okay. Ready? Tell us tell us a little bit more about yourself first, if you would.
1: Well, um, I you know in my childhood had had um, fleeting recollections of, and I always accepted the fact that I had been here before. Uh, But then as one gets busy with, um, you know, teenage years, you put all that aside. And when I began um, a serious study of spiritual literature, it began to be very familiar to me. And I began meditation practice in my early 20s and took it very seriously. Um, And then as I got into my 30s, I began to have dreams. And the dreams were always of a house, a grand house, the same house. Uh, I was working as a a writer at the time, and um, it was some time later that I got involved in interfaith uh, activities. But at this time in my life, I was divorced, raising my two kids, working as a writer, and I was having these dreams. And I couldn't understand them, and then I met somebody that really set these um, memories in motion and and began to awaken them. Um, And one thing led to another. I, I had a... Spent a period of about six months um, reliving certain episodes of my past, my previous birth, uh, and I and I was something of a detective. I would I would check myself out I, places that I would, I would names would come to me that I had never heard of, and I would ask people, "Is there such a place?" And they'd say, "Of course," and they would tell me exactly, confirming what I had what I had seen. So I, I was a bit of a skeptic at first, wondering if I had just gone off into the deep end. Um, but I consider myself a very grounded person. Sure, <laughs> you know, uh, holding a job, raising kids, and so um, I, I came to accept it. And this went on for many, many months. Um, and then I, I moved on. The person that had awakened these memories left. You know, left the. He had been at the company where I worked. He left. Um, and then, about six months later, something else happened. Another person I met triggered memory, and I was back. In time again, going back to my birth previous to that. Um, with, with everyone, full
0: recollection
1: with, well they came in episodes. I would see I would be sitting in meditation and just find myself in the middle of a movie, just watching scenes, hearing conversations and I would see a certain segment and then so, then maybe no more for several weeks and then I'd be in meditation and another segment would come. And over a period of maybe six months, I would get a full narrative. And that's when I began to write these these uh, memories down, um, trying to see what patterns would develop from one life to the next. And I recognized things about myself in each of the past stories that I saw. Certain uh, aspects or qualities of myself. Um, but I did see themes emerge, and as I went back in time, you know, uh, over a period of maybe twenty years, these I was going back further and further. Um, it, it it became I, I I became very interested in this concept of cause and effect. What leads you to you know what what has uh, the causes for what, what we're doing today or the people that we meet they've had an earlier beginning, and so I wanted to really understand how this law works of cause and effect, and and I came to the conclusion that. Just as our past has shaped our present, our present is shaping our future, and we, come, we can become a more conscious director of the future.
0: Dina, how many of these past lives do you recollect?
1: Um, I, there are seven or eight in the book. Uh, that's that's, that's,
0: oh a, that's oh a lot, please. at least to recollect. That, that's a lot.
1: Yeah. As I said, it came to me over a period of about 20 years.
0: Now, how do you know this wasn't the process of a vivid imagination or something like that?
1: Well, that did occur to me. It
0: did? Okay.
1: <laughs> especially okay. at the beginning. And
0: I'm, and I'm not trying to be rude to you or anything like that. You know,
1: it's, it's a question that one has to ask. I think one has to question uh, everything that, that comes to one. And I, I think that only you can know whether your experience is true or not. It's like if, if you have a memory in, in childhood of a a particular experience and nobody else uh, was there. And they say, well, you just imagine that. And you say, well, no, I remember that. These experiences that I had had an impact on me and mostly because of the teachings that I got. So to me it's not even important if every detail is accurate. The main thing is what I learned in each life, the lesson that came to me. And there were there were many lessons, uh, you know. There were lessons from in each life. There was a, a teacher, uh, uh, somebody who who led me in a in a particular direction, who, who who brought me back onto a into a path when I had wandered off. And those beings um, have remained with me, and I saw that bonds continue from one life to the next. People who where there was a great relationship or love, that that love does not dissipate. That remains with you, and you can call upon them. You can call upon that relationship. And so some of the people in the book are are people who who have remained with me, Um, not necessarily that I'm meeting them in the body, but their spiritual presence has remained with me.
0: In these past lives that you've recalled, these several, did any of them really surprise you? Shock you?
1: Yes, I'd say most of them did.
0: <laughs> they did, yeah. <laughs>
1: you know, I mean, you know, I
0: guess that we, would happen to me too. I, I'd be shocked by
1: that. I mean, you, 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 you might believe uh, uh, until this point. You know, I always accepted reincarnation. It just made the most sense to me, and and I just heard too many stories about it. But until you actually have such an experience, it's just a concept. It's it's not a living reality. And then when I saw myself in my previous birth, I thought, "What? I was born in Russia. I ended up in Nazi Germany, and you know, um, uh, I, you know, it's just that's not what I would have. That's not what I would have imagined." And then when I back to the previous life, born in the American South before the Civil War, that's also not what I would have imagined. But then when I looked more carefully at my life, it made sense because I saw that. In my teenage years, I was obsessed with Russian literature. I read everything I could find. Tell a story, Dostoevsky, and then I became very interested in the in the revolution, and Lenin. There was a period of about 10 years when I really absorbed myself in a particular time in Russian history. And then I also saw, in terms of the American South, how I had also been a very strong advocate of civil rights in the 60s. Uh, and so the civil rights movement had a great impact on me. So, so, uh, you know, those things, nothing is random. Everything that your interests have been cultivated somewhere in the past, and they flourish, at a, you know, in your life. So if you look carefully at your life, you can see a lot of clues. It's, it's, it's you know, it's like we leave clues everywhere for where we've been. Sure. And where we've been.
0: <laughs> have these past lives had an effect on you where it was troubling for you? Or have they all been good experiences?
1: No, there have been very they've been, they've been sad moments. There have been very sad moments. Sad moments. In my previous birth, uh, which was during the Russian Revolution, I was a young girl and sent out of the country by my parents. They didn't come.
0: You remembered that much.
1: Oh, I remembered. I was 14, I remember. And I remember standing, being on the train and seeing my mother and saying goodbye and not knowing if I would see her again. And of course, I never did. And um, I was sent to, uh, to live with a, a great aunt uh, in Europe, and that's how I got into Europe. And so, uh, you know, I had two siblings with me, and, and the, the waiting for my mother and the finally accepting that she, ha- you know, had died or imprisoned or whatever, but she wouldn't be coming, was something that when I remembered that, in this life, I went through the loss again. And I, and I cried and cried for weeks.
0: Actually. Did you die at 14?
1: No, I didn't. You did
0: not. Okay. I did not. Well, well I, let me I, ask you a question about past lives. When people generally recall them, they're in a certain time period, they're in a certain age, like you said you were 14, and that's what they remember, and that's it. And then, you know, they, they, they snap out of it, and they move on. Has anybody ever been able to go back into the past live recollections from oh, yeah. from yeah. all different ages of that individual, so you remember when you were a child, you remember when yeah. you were fifteen, you remember when you were thirty. Yeah. Have they been able to do that? Have you been able to do
1: that yes yes <laughs> in this that 's what I said about the the complete narrative in my previous birth, I remember certain scenes of my childhood i mean not every day right but certain scenes that scenes that jumped out at me um, i mean when you look at the end of this life, there are going to be scenes that you take with you, highlights. That's what you take with you, the highlights, things that leave an impression on you, with, with you. So when I look back at my past birth, I remember scenes from my, from my childhood, a very cold, aristocratic father, a very loving and warm mother, um, my yearning to be a ballet dancer in Russia, uh, uh, and, and then being sent out of the country and everything being cut off, and then struggling to find my way in Europe. And then finding my way into, into Germany during the Nazi era, meeting a, a, a Jewish professor, falling in love with him. His capture sent away. We didn't know what happened to him. And then my meeting with my guru in that life, um, who was just passing through on his way back to India, very briefly, that meeting. What was his name? Yogananda.
0: Now, what influence has this had on your life now?
1: Well, you know, interesting. Interestingly, I find myself now for the last twenty years doing peace work, and the first place that I went to do peace work was Israel-Palestine. And and Boy, they course,
0: need you there now.
1: Oh, they! Oh <laughs> my God! I've given up. <laughs> this was twenty years ago. I was trying. I've moved on.
0: <laughs> Don't give up. We need you.
1: <laughs> so we were, we were doing dialogues between Israelis and Palestinians, and um, this was this was. Um, after I'd had my memories, and I, I remembered uh, being in, in Germany and seeing the Jews disappear from the universities and trying to help them, And I had taken out my mother when I left Russia, had sewed jewels, the family jewels, into my uh, clothing, and said, "This will uh, hide these until we get there. This will help us start a new life." She never came. I kept those jewels hidden all the time, waiting for her. But finally, when I realized she wasn't coming, I I gave these jewels to to the the man that I loved who was a Jewish professor, to help the Jews escape. So somehow, what I took out of Russia was able to help many of the Jews escape Nazi Germany. So then I find myself, what, 50, 60, 70 years later.
0: (laughs) That's amazing.
1: In Israel and Palestine, and I'm saying to myself, are any of these Israelis descendants of any of those professors that that my my family jewels helped escape, and so that's what I mean about the connections. I somehow got embroiled in this you know in this scenario in Germany, and then I find myself in this life trying to bring peace to Israel. <laughs> so um, and there there were many such situations like that actually, uh, in, in the book.
0: Right? Did you carry with you? Any birthmarks that you might have had in this other life? Anything like that?
1: Birthmarks. Well, I don't have any birthmarks.
0: None of those. Okay.
1: No no birthmarks.
0: Do you think other people are experiencing similar things? And I do.
1: I, I spoke to, to I spoke to somebody yesterday who told me that he remembered just a scene from from a previous birth and um you know, he had one scene. I I know m- there are many people who ha- who say, "Oh, I was this or I was that." I know I was in a certain place, um, and I I think that that it's not common to have such vivid memories. I know that, uh, but I know that some people do. But it's it's not common, um, and I and I think that when people engage in spiritual practice, all kinds of things happen. And you know, Some people see auras, some people see angels, you know, some people have out-of-the-body experiences. I've not had any of those. This happens to be the the way that the universe has spoken to me, was to, to give me a, a sense of my history and to know that, um, and to really not to have any fear of death, to know that death is just a passage to the next chapter.
0: If you didn't have these recollections... What do you think would happen to you? How would this not have affected you, I guess?
1: If I didn't have these recollections, then I still would have believed in rebirth, but it would have been a concept, not a living reality. You know, it's a lot of things that we believe. We believe because we believe. Um, but it's one thing when you when you have a, a living experience of it. Um, you know, many people, um, I mean, we fear what we don't know. And then once... You have an experience; the fear goes away, and so I think I would have lived like most people, with just you know believing in this or believing in that. Um, But but I wouldn't have had the reassurance; um, death would still be somewhat of a, a fearful.
0: You're not afraid of death anymore. No, not at all. No, and it's primarily because of these past lives.
1: Yes, because I've seen that there are there are beings. When, when, when I, I, I remember my past death, I remember my past death, and it was not, it was not a, a, a bad experience at all.
0: <laughs> but you don't think on the day you're taking your last breath that uh, you would miss things today? Or would you just freely say, well, you know what, I'm going to be reincarnated again, I'm on my way?
1: You know, I think it depends upon where one is in one's life. If, if you're young and, and, you know, you have young children and you have a...
0: If you haven't completed what you want to
1: complete. Yeah, if you haven't completed what you, want, if, what, you, what you want to do, what you've come to do, then it's kind of like a tearing away. You know, it's like, you know, you tear an apple off a tree or an apple falls gradually off the tree. But if it's the right time, um, you know, if you feel that thing, pretty much you've accomplished what you need to. Your relationships are in good order. Um, you've given your children what you can, and um, you're confident that they can carry on, then it's just a matter of, well, I'm here as long as I'm here. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do good as long as I'm here.
0: <laughs> Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.